So um, once we both know um, what is being discussed and described, we are, we are both okay. Um, the assistant's role is one of the most important. But also one of the most misunderstood. Uh, many don't appreciate it many don't understand it and many misuse it with the result that it doesn't achieve the end it is supposed to achieve and there's, there's a main reason for this misunderstanding around the assistance ministry because the assistance role is actually a hybrid it's a hybrid a hybrid is a crossing between two different things and um, when you have a hybrid very often what you produce is very different. It's not crossbreeding, no. When you, when you crossbreed dogs, uh, audition against a boar bull, you get something in between. But when you get a hybrid, what, what, what comes out is radically different. Uh, um, for example, in the Bible, when the sons of God came and took the daughters of men, uh, um, what, what came were not spiritual men. But rather evil giants. Evil, very unusual men. And they were generally towards evil. When you cross a, a lion and a tiger, you, you get an animal that is bigger than both. He may have the color of one, but he's bigger in size than, than both of them. So when you have a, a hybrid of a, 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 a what we call an assistant, a hybrid, it is a hybrid of a, a leader and a follower. So an assistant is a leader and a follower. Now the reason why I, I call it a hybrid is because of the peculiarity of that role. Most of us are two things at the same time. You're either a son uh, and if you're a father, you're also a father to somebody. So, so I'm a father to somebody and a son to somebody. But, but you see, oftentimes, these roles rarely come into play at the same time. 
So most often you are one or the other. So when I'm here in, in, in Kumasi, I'm often in my father role. It is when I go to other places that my son role, my role as a son is activated. It would be in those rare conditions where my fathers are here and my sons are here in the same place that I begin to operate at the same time in these two roles. So all of us are followers. Amen. You Amen. all came from somewhere. You didn't burn yourself. Ask him, did you burn yourself? You didn't burn yourself. We are all following somebody. And, and most of us are also leaders of something. And so you may, you may be here as a leader. But it is, it is the peculiar role of the assistant that he is a leader of the church and a follower of the head at the same time, all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. And many people misunderstand that role. Because the assistant who is the number two man is often thought to be the one who missed number one. Because generally in our lives, those who are in number two position, they miss number one. And that's why they are number two. Nobody is aiming to be number two. There's nobody who says, we are going to run a race. Okay, running a race. Ready? On your marks, get set. Medium number two. On your marks, get set. No, nobody is starting a race like that. We are all aiming to be number one. But only one person will get there. And the next best person is number two. And the third best person is number three. And, and that's how it is. So the assistant is sometimes seen as the second best person inferior to the senior pastor. But, but superior to the other assistants. Are, are you with me? It's very important what I'm saying. Because it makes people, it makes the assistant see himself in a certain way. And it makes others see him in a certain way. That's why some assistants are trying to become number one. That's why some can't wait to get the microphone. You just make a mistake and give the microphone. It will show you. Actually, I'm number one too. You just give me the microphone. Give me 10 minutes to make an announcement. 
and just give a few words of encouragement. I will lay hands for exhortation, you see. Because I want to show that I'm actually number one. And I want to, I'm looking for a chance to show my power. And when the number one ran away, I mean, if there's a, a race, so you're America, and number one is disqualified. I said, you're what happens? happens? What happens? Number two becomes number one. And so many assistants who are number two, they have one secret prayer topic. One secret prayer topic. Lord. Oh God. My Lord. My heart cry. Disqualified number one. Disqualify number one. Uh, and, and eliminate him. Uh, however you do it. Uh, by sickness. Uh, by transfer. By death. Whatever you do. Uh, don't do it. Uh, so I can come to my rightful place. I am here by default. Uh, I stumbled a little at the race. That's why I'm, I came a close second. I, I couldn't get there in time. But Lord, it's a mistake. It should have been me. I am the one who should be the senior pastor. But for now, it's this guy. Okay, Lord, it's for now, it's this guy. For Lord, uh, you know my heart. Uh, please, uh, uh, do the thing quickly. I said, do it quickly. However you do it. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? That's how some assistants are thinking. Hey! hey. And that's why some people do not have assistance. Because when you have an assistant who's like this, as you are fighting those in front of you, you have to watch your back. Because he's sharpening a cutlass. And there's no one there but you and him. And he's sharpening a cutlass. And when the uh, other animals pass by, he doesn't attack them. Hey, who is the cat last for? Hey, you've got to be careful. <laughs> so, and, and, and some, you know, I'll explain. So, some uh, feel tensions. They feel some undercurrents. Um, I'm preaching from this book, How to Be a Good Assistant. By, by Bishop Saki. Bishop Saki. But the forward is by our Father. So I'm giving you our Father's words. And and these are his his mind on assistance. There's more in the Book leaders loyalty and disloyalty. But um, he says here that perhaps a sign that you are being assisted by someone who is not called to assist you is a feeling of tension. When you, have, when you have an assistant, so and you are tense. 
you've got to be careful. You are, you are watching you are watching your words. You don't want to uh, uh, um, appear in in you know you don't want to show your wealth, you don't want to show your power, you don't want to show things because you are not sure how he will react. I remember the, the day the bishop bought me a brand new Land Cruiser. When I got the car, I parked it for about two weeks. I said, this car is too grand. And all the other pastors in the town that are driving, walking, throwing other cars. I said, I'm not sure how they will react to me appearing in a Land Cruiser. So I packed it for a while I used my car. The, the one day God asked me, so can't you be blessed? Can you not handle the blessing? When he brought that question to my mind, I said, I can when I brought the car out. Wow. Brought it out. Amen. Amen. And then everybody was admiring their jealous power. I said, you to find a father who buy you car. But when you have an assistant, you're not too sure. You can't be yourself. You see, there are signs that you the person assisting you is not the right person. Um, two important points that Today, I want to do something. So I'm just preaching for a very short time. But there are two very important points I want to uh, uh, share with you. Number one, the uh, Bishop says, I have realized that assisting is not as natural as it may seem. Many people, by their natural disposition, are unable to assist naturally and easily. Many people are ambitious. Many people are proud. Many people are selfish. Many people want themselves also to have what you have. They are not gentle or kind. So, so such persons are not naturally easily good assistants. Look at your neighbor. Oh, tell you look at your neighbor. Tell them anybody who is comparing who is comparing cannot be an assistant. Cannot be an assistant. You cannot be an assistant. Once you are comparing you are comparing my car and your car. You are comparing how often I preach and how often you preach. Comparing our salary, my and your salary. Comparing where I sit and where you sit. Anybody who is comparing 
cannot assist. Because the assistant is always always inferior to the senior pastor. It means every competition you are last. How do you think that the person will feel? In salary, I'm last. In uh, preaching time, I'm last. In car, I'm last. In seating, I'm last. Every occasion, he is last. What will happen one day? I will show myself first. I'll rise up and take the chair. One day I'll come earlier, sit down first. <laughs> When I get the chance, I will also preach and lay hands. So you also do convention. You wait. Let's organize convention. Then I pray, Bishop will call you to come to Accra. Then, then I'm here now for the convention. You see power. You see lightning and thunder. You see that I will lay hands on everybody and pour oil and scatter the whole church. I have been number two. Ah, this is my chance to also win the competition number one once. That's your neighbor. You cannot compare. I said you cannot compare. Amen. You always be last. So, so some, some certain people by nature should not assist you. That relationship is bound to fail. Sooner or later. Amen. Amen. These are the ones waiting for their opportunity to strike. They're just hanging around looking for a chance to take over. Or these are those who will call, who will move one day to go and start their own church. You must not have an assistant who is waiting for a chance to move on. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? You must not have an assistant who is waiting for his day and occasion to move on. I am here for a time. Then at the right time, I will move on. Ask somebody who is married. So, when are you changing wives? Or when are you changing husband? Any assistant who is waiting for a chance to move on is their husband waiting for a time to change wives. Because you move on and then I must replace you with another wife. That's, that's not how it works. Are, are you listening to me? So it is, it is not somebody waiting to take your place. But it's somebody who is in his place. And anybody who is aspiring to be a senior pastor, that's my goal. I want to be a senior pastor. 
You, you cannot be a good assistant. One, one error is that we have um, somehow thought that the assistant's role is training to be the senior pastor. So I'm assisting for three years. Then after three years, I'm now ready to move strike. Either eliminate you or move out. But after three years, I'm ready to be a senior pastor. It's not true. It's not true. An assistant is an assistant. Amen. Amen. An assistant is an assistant. He is not somebody who is in waiting. He is somebody in his position. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, I'm, I'm telling you the problems of, of the assistant. Because of these, um, some people decide that I don't want one. They, they have thought that if this is how it is. Okay, let me finish. Because there are some assistants who, were, who are not some people who are not called to be senior pastors. There are some people you are not called I mean, to be a senior pastor. So, so I am not a founder. One so, day I told my bishop, I don't do well at, at the front. So, 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 I, I told them, anytime I am in front of leading something, I don't do well. Or when I have somebody in front of me who I'm following and I'm assisting somebody, I do very, very so well. You may, you may think that as a bishop, I'm in front. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not in front. I have my chairman. I have my chairman. He's leading me. I'm very comfortable following him. You think I'm in front? Oh, I'm not at all. And I'm very comfortable following somebody. And when I have to take all the decisions, my brain gets tired. And it's just thinking over time. And I'm tired of thinking. And, and sometimes my thinking doesn't work very well at the time. So, so there are some people. You are not called to be a senior leader. Just as there are some people. You may never marry. You are, you are not... You don't come short in anything. You're not lacking anything. That's just how God is made it. That's just how it is. If, you see, there are some people, you will not drive a car. 
Imagine if everybody here had a car. Where would we park? Hey, hey, look at everybody here. Car, car. Hey. It will be a major problem. Even how to go when we close will be a problem. No, 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 no. Tap your neighbor. It is clear that everybody will not get a car. I'm sorry to tell you that of the two of us, you are the one who will get a car. I'm sorry to tell you. You are the one. I'm sorry. But one of us won't get a car. As for me, dear, by the grace of God, you shall not get a car. Amen. Amen. Not all of us will build houses. There's not enough space on this earth. Everybody should build a house. So some of us by nature will rent and be in somebody's house. It's, it's not a failure. It's your portion. It's your portion. It's not everybody who go to university. How? The university. There's not enough space even now. And you haven't gone. If you add to the queue who are going, it's even more impossible. So it's not at all like that everybody must go to university. So, so likely, not everybody is supposed to be a senior pastor. Are you here? Not everybody. Even those who want to be senior pastors. Not all of them are supposed to be. Sometimes your reason for wanting to be is selfish. It's pride. It's competition. You are a senior pastor. I can also be a senior pastor. You are having a church. I can also have a church. That reason is pride. It's not the reason that God gives us. Are you here this morning? Yeah. So, so let, let us be clear about uh, um, the, the, the role of the assistant. He's, he's not somebody who's waiting for his chance. He's not somebody who's marking time. He's on the touchline, jogging. Anybody on the bench who is jogging, it's prayer is one. Lord, remove somebody. You are number 13. Or even number 12. And only 11 are praying. What else can be your prayer topic? Hey. And, and you see, when you are a footballer in a strong team. And you are praying that you should get a chance to play some. The day they by mistake call you to come and substitute somebody. That day. Oh God, this is my chance. This is my opportunity. Today be today. You will see me after today, I'm replacing somebody. And they will play their 
best. Not for the team. But for themselves. May that not be your spirit. Amen. 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 But that, you see, these are the challenges people are carrying. Because of the fact that an assistant is not somebody who is in his role, but somebody waiting to enter another role. If you say, it's become like somebody who is in the waiting room. And, and, and your positioning is inferior. It's not true at all. Amen. Amen. An assistant is a helper. Hallelujah. Amen. He's a helper. And his role is to help his senior pastor. And that role can be only executed when you have real admiration and love for the person and understanding of your position. Let me let me say something here. A good assistant must pray to remain an assistant forever. Forever. A good assistant. It's a very wild prayer topic. It's a very strange prayer topic. But a good assistant must pray to remain an assistant forever. He must, he must even reject the chance to be the, 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 the senior pastor. Because he has now entered into a role that is not his. He has now become something that he is not. So when you are uh, um, you are a, a, the driver of a car, and you are given a tipper truck to drive you must beg them and say please I can't do this if you say I will try you will kill people hallelujah Amen. are you listening to me because of the uh, um, peculiarities of the assistant's role um, and what I just said about the assistance being the role is an end in itself. So how how does someone become an assistant? If it's not that uh, um, we were running a race and I became number two. And that's how I became the assistant. How, how does one become an assistant? How, to, how the assistant received their call? Number one, an assistant may be called directly by God to assist. God called you 
directly to assist. As was Aaron. Because God called Moses. Moses. And then when God called Moses and was sending him, then God said, Okay, that Aaron, your brother, call him and add him to yourself and go. So some the best assistants are actually called by God. Amen. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. Amen. And and they must recognize that they are not leaders. But they are called to help others. I know for certain I am not a leader in that capacity. I, I know for sure that I am not the ultimate leader. I am not. You see, one of the powerful strengths of this denomination, the UD, is the fact that it is actually one church. So all of us who are uh, leaders are actually under authority. Once I was talking to another bishop. I was the bishop. He was the bishop. And we're chatting. And then we're talking about transfer. And I said to me, transfer. I was transferred by text. I received a text on my phone. I said, Patrick, transfer. His mouth opened. What are you saying? I said, that's my transfer. He said, he transfer. Impossible. Impossible. He said, where he is, he dare the kingdom come. I said, maybe I one day. I just said, yes, He said, the chair he's sitting on is for him. Is my chair. I will die in this chair. Nobody will move me. And I said, oh, but you have a, 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 a senior, a general overseer, a senior overseer there. He said, oh, him. We are equal. We are equal. We all have our chairs. He is there. I'm here. And I'm on my chair. He's on his chair. I lead my area. He leads his area. And God help us all. I said, not me. It's your child. They can call us for a meeting today. I, I can receive my phone is never off. Because I am under instruction. So I can receive a call. And when I receive a call, I see a friend near meeting tomorrow. Or even tonight. Oh, the conference will continue without me. It will continue without me. I am on my way as I'll come and just say bye bye yo, bye bye yo. Yeah. We are off. That's so cool. Amen. Amen. So some of us must appreciate that you are called to assist. And your strength is not the strength of a leader. And when you can 
acknowledge that one. You are a very good assistant. Put your hands together for that person. Hallelujah. The second way assistants are called is that you are called by the senior pastor himself. God has called the senior pastor. He has come to his place and he has looked around and chosen somebody to be my assistant. Amen. Amen. It's very important that the senior pastor can call who he likes. When God called Moses and Moses was leading the people then in numbers, numbers. God said, send down the spies. Bible says Moses chose twelve people. And of the twelve, ten fell away, and the two remaining were Joshua and Caleb. And that's how Joshua became his assistant. Moses called him. As said Moses called him. And so allow a senior pastor to call who he will. I didn't hear an amen. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. Amen. Allow the senior pastor to look inside and say, You, I can work with you. You, I can work with you. You, I can work with you. And you, I can't work with you. And allow the senior pastor to exercise his right as the pastor to choose who he will. And you must accept it. Amen. Amen. I said you must do what? Accept it. It's not a competition. When you can see. It's not that I'm looking for the best person. That the best person is the second person to rise up and come. I want the best preacher to be my assistant. I want the best singer to be my choir director. That's somebody not at all. Oh, say it well, not at all. It's not a competition. It's not a race. Jesus called unto him. Who he will. Yes, Allow the pastor to call who he will. Let him choose the one he likes. Let him look through and say, I like you, I choose you. Why he likes the person? Because it is a helper to him. Nobody marries a wife who is the best in every area. Buy the one you like. Those boys who are looking for beautiful girls. They are still looking. Because every year a new beautiful one comes. Every year there's a new release. A new model is released. And you are looking for the most beautiful girl. When you find her, and you are just about to marry her, then you see someone pass there. Wow! You find past this one here. And then you find past this one. They say, hey, are they coming here? That's why some of them are still walking around. They can't decide. They are still going, looking left, right, left, right, left, right. You are looking for the best preacher. Hey, 
Somebody can preach power when it comes to prosperity. But when it comes to salvation, you can't do shilling. When it comes to outreach, you can't do shilling. Put him on the convention platform, you can't do anything. There's, there's nothing you can do about this thing. He must choose who he likes. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? Number three. The assistant pastor, his call, it may seem, when I say seem, it may appear like a coincidence. Bible says that Jesus, Matthew 9, verse 9, Jesus was passing through and he saw a man sitting down at the custom Matthew and he called him and that was it. As if he, because he was there, that's why he was called. Like a coincidence. But let me tell you something. In the things of God, there's no coincidence. When God is moving, there's no coincidence. Everything is by plan. He has arranged it. He has set you there long in advance. Because, because he's bringing somebody who's supposed to meet you. And if many of us would stay in our place, our lives would be much easier. Because you see the people you need to meet. But because you are moving around so very much. Come to church, don't come. Come to church, don't come. Don't come, don't come, don't come, 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 don't come, don't come, 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 don't come, don't. The day you don't come is the day she comes. The day you don't come is the day he was coming to propose. That day he came, he had gone to strengthen himself. He had Sa- prayed all night. Sa- today, dear, after today, while I propose. Today, dear, today, me today. Today, I, I swear, today, I will say that thing. Sister, today, as for today, I'm ready. And you were not there. So, God, God has delivered me from a bad marriage. God didn't deliver you from bad marriage. She didn't come. She was supposed to be here. Where is she? She's going to do washing, to go to a wedding, her friend's wedding. She has gone to some party. And you have missed your coincidence, your, your time. For such a time as this. No, 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 no. Sometimes God will place you at a place. For such a time as this. When I when I joined Lighthouse, two things happened. Number one, God had placed on my heart, me and my wife, that we could go to the north. He had spoken to us long ago. Go go up north. And when we came and met um, Bishop at the same time he had in his heart I want somebody to go to them so as we met he said I want somebody to go we said we want to go we don't even know how to go it was so easy 
Because what seemed to be a coincidence was God had planned something long ago, long ago. So when we met, there was little discussion or little tug of war, little competition. Patrick Joy, you are going to Tamale. That's all. And he sent us. And we went happily. Because God had prepared in advance two hearts you, you think it's a coincidence it's not a coincidence you think you are here by coincidence you think that's by me by coincidence look god is working something oh shake it tell him god is working something between us and he's doing something right now let him do it completely and we shall all be blessed put your hands together it's not a coincidence at all it's not a coincidence it's not a coincidence at all and then the fourth one about the assistance you may come in as a replacement. You see, listen carefully. We don't replace heads. We don't replace heads. We replace assistants. A head, the visionary. He's the visionary. When you place the head, everything has changed. It's a different body now. It is no longer the same. When you change the head, the whole thing has changed. But when the head is still there, and there's going to be a change, it is the assistant's change that strengthens the body, doesn't change the body. So an assistant can be brought in as a replacement. As uh, uh, Matthias was brought in to replace Judas. Amen. Amen. Because Judas was there and he left his place. And Matthias came and took his place. If you are an assistant, you are called to be an assistant. You are called to help your senior pastor. You are called to be there, strong supporting him. For as long as God has called you, for the duration of your life, you must not seek to be a senior pastor yourself. It's very important. I said it's very important. You must, you must even reject the role of senior pastor if you are offered. You must not at all want to be that senior pastor. You must say that me, my role is to help. Hallelujah. And, it, and the role of the of the of the helper is very important. You see, without that role, many ministries will not do well. Um, many churches. If you go into it closely, uh, um, are, are you listening? Many churches, 
and so be brave. If you go into it closely, and and are not doing, are not growing steadily. One of the reasons is that there is no assistance. Mm. This is what Bishop says. I want to describe what I call the plateau of ministry. The plateau of ministry is the place where everything tapers off. And becomes flat. Nothing grows anymore. No matter how much effort you put in. Nothing changes. The plateau of ministry is caused by the absence of helpers and assistance. That is. The absence of helpers and assistance. You have reached the limit of your strength. You have done as much as you can do by yourself. And, and you see, many are, are you listening to me this morning? Many are deceived. Because when they start, alone as they are, the ministry is growing. And it grows. So in their mind, it can grow. But it will grow only to a point. Then at that point, it will stop growing. You have reached the limit of your strength. Beyond here, nothing works again. You can try every possible thing it will not work again that's the limit and the only way forward is an assistant who will truly assist you and i told you i think on the first day your wife is not your assistant amen i said your wife is not your assistant she is your wife an assistant is somebody called to assist you. Somebody to play a certain role in your life. And, and many times, uh, pastors use appoint their wives as assistants of limited value. Very limited value. If you had a real assistance, your ministry would grow. You would see clear growth. You would have someone to discuss and talk with. Someone to challenge you and urge you on. Somebody who will always agree with you and support you in your decision. To help you break the stagnation that comes in ministry. When you have that person, the ministry will grow. Amen. Amen. But sometimes, because of uh, previous bad experiences, we don't want assistance. We don't want assistance at all. Or the assistance you have to avoid problems. Somebody who won't come and challenge me. I'll pick somebody who is clearly unable to challenge me. Hmm. 
That's when you see a tractor with one tire hanging in the air. Because it is smaller than what it should be. So it's hanging in the air. It carries no weight. You've got an assistant who is so far inferior to you. He doesn't contribute at all. He can't discuss finances. You can't discuss planning. You can't discuss construction. You can't discuss anything. The man is seven literates. Everything. Yes, a master. Yes, a master. That's all. He's loyal to you. But he, he cannot be a sounding board to discuss with you and help you. Bring out better plans. So he's, he's just there with you alongside. That's why some churches you see there, as you go to the church, you see the senior pastor. Then you see the assistants. Vast difference. Vast difference. This part, this man cannot contribute. Your life. This man is not able to help you much. He's, he's just way, way, way behind you. So, are you too much? Are you here this morning? You must have an assistant who is worthy of you. The best assistant. Are you listening? The best assistant is actually somebody. Who can replace you seamlessly? Somebody as good as you are. As skilled, as talented. Able to take your place tomorrow if necessary. That's the best assistant. And the most dangerous. <laughs> and the most dangerous. For the same reason, he can replace you. That's why some people don't like ladies as wives, don't like ladies as assistants. When your wife sees that you are assistant, there are ladies around you. They know one can replace her. Go and find ugly grandmothers around you. That one, I will complain. But nice, sweet girls around your husband as pastor. Delete. Delete. Eject. Pause. Pause. Cut and paste outside. Because you can replace me. But that's the good assistant. Should be able to replace you. Otherwise, not helping much. That's the person who is best talented, best suited. Able to take your place. And then the church can grow. You don't want somebody who is clearly inferior. You want somebody who will help. Somebody who will push the ministry forward. And you may have one bad experience. Tell him, no problem. Try again. Try again. You need, you need an assistant. You need a good assistant. 
a good assistant will make all the difference. The strength of this church is a threefold cord that is not easily broken. The strength of this church, you see the head and you see his two assistants. Tap somebody nearby, ask him, Are you a senior pastor? Where is your assistant? Tap somebody. Where is your assistant? You see, assistant is far away somewhere. Don't even know his name. Don't even know what he does. Oh, tap your neighbor and say, You can see you are dressed powerfully. The assistant is walking somewhere. When you stop by you, ask, Is that your houseboy? Is that your houseboy? His dressing is not at all like yours. But an assistant who is helping you build a church should be very like you. An assistant makes all the difference. It will lift you to a level you can't imagine. And you must have one. I said you must have one. No matter what you've been through. No matter what you've experienced. No matter the challenges, the bad experiences, the nasty experiences. A man who somehow loses his wife. You are 50 or, or even 60 thereabouts. Tell a man nearby at that age. You should, you should marry again. Yeah. Don't say that, oh, I will die here until I die. You suffer. <laughs> Men have their passions burning way into latter life. It's, it's not that after a while, oh, you know, I can manage without. Hey, say you come. I know you can't manage. I know. I know. You, yeah. you say, oh, you know, I, I, I lost at this age for whatever reason, divorce, uh, deceased, uh, whatever it is. Say no, 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 no. You need one. I said you need one. Oh, tell somebody you you need one. That's why when I see young men who are forty not married. I'm very suspicious about them. You are worrying somebody's girl somewhere, I'm sure. You need, you need one. May God give us good assistance. May you recognize the need of a good assistance. Recognize and accept you can't do it by yourself. I said you can't do it by yourself. I said you can't do it by yourself. You alone, you come to the plateau of ministry. And even from that point, it will decline and diminish. You need somebody who will stand by you, who will encourage you, who will strengthen you, who will carry you when you. Are down. It will be a word that will help you and encourage you. You need a helper. You need somebody to stand by you. One last thing I'll say. 
about the role of the assistants it is based on one of the uh, uh, liabilities of the leader AOL 88 Out of leadership. Accept the reality of loneliness. One of the effects of being a leader is that you'll be lonely. Many leaders are are alone. It's the nature of the job. Jesus was alone often. Moses was alone on the mountain. Jonah was alone when he was cast out of the ship. Noah alone with his sons went into the ark. A lot of top leaders, a mark of your position is loneliness. And, and that's one I can testify to is the reality. That's why an assistant is critical. Somebody who will be there with you when you are alone, to be a friend. Few, few can be your friend. If you are ahead, few can be your friend. Because of the complexities of life, people want to use you, want to take position, want to take advantage. Few can be your friend. So the few friends you have, they are very important. The few friends you have are key. And, and that's why the assistant is so important. And that's why your assistant should not be a woman. If she is, and your friendship grows too much, you meditate too much. There will be too many prayer meetings. You wake up one day in the wrong place. And very few plan to. Commit adultery or fornication. It happens. It happens. It's not your plan. Only bad boys like that Toronto plan it. The rest of you, it happens to you. Ask a man nearby, true or not true. True or not true. It's true. It's true. An assistant to be a help and a friend. And when you find that person called as God calls them, you do a mighty, mighty work. Put your hands together. Oh. Hello. And if you are here, so uh, if you are here, so uh, as a leader, so and you don't have an assistant, let it be a major prayer topic. 
to find one. No matter how difficult it has been in the past. No matter what fire has burnt you before. When that person comes, you'll be blessed. Put your hands together. Please welcome it.